0: Yo, Gigi, can you hear me?
1: Yes. Hey, Marlon.
0: All right, dope. All right, cool. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to MD Podcast. And before I get started, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's been listening to um, season one all the way through season nine. Everybody's supporting. I appreciate you guys. And by the time you guys hear this, this is actually season nine, episode five. And um, you guys know that I always love to highlight my fellow Filipino American sisters out here who are um, working with the youth and working with the community. And this next lady right here is based in Las Vegas and she has a nonprofit organization that is helping disadvantaged students who are transitioning from either homelessness or incarceration, helping them get acclimated back into the school system, you know, providing them resources so they can just get uh, not get lost in the, in the public school system and um, giving resources for their education and mentorship providing providing mentorship opportunities and not just that she's also a life coach um that is hosting workshops and conducting these workshops who are helping uh, women start their independent business and i think she's doing great things and i'm super happy that she has some some ties in (laughs) ocknard so (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies and gents, without no further ado we got miss gg roundtree the house how are you today
1: (laughs) thanks Marlon first off thank you for having me it's a pleasure um and I'm doing good no complaints nice no complaints I
0: I really give you props for doing what you're doing with commentary um so I asked all my guests Gigi where where were you born and raised
1: um I was actually you know um born and raised here uh not here in Vegas but um you know in the Bay Area Uh, My dad, he was in the military. So uh, the last stop we actually went was Oakland, um, Alameda, California, the Bay Area, things like that. So
0: Nice. Um, What can you say about the community of Oakland growing up? What do you remember about it?
1: You know, back then, um, you know, the 80s, 90s, uh, it was a lot different you know, than how it is now. It was actually fun. It was actually a place that I loved, um, you know, living with other, uh, you know, kids that were also in the military because we lived in the military housing. So we would be out riding our bikes every day, you know, uh, meeting other kids. And I have two younger sisters too. So we would always be outside. Yeah, you know, uh, doing kid things, and um, I just loved it. it. It's it's just so much different than how it is now, you know. But um, back then, I could say that it was just like one of my favorite pastimes. You know, growing up was just being outside and and just living there in the Bay Area. It's just it's so different.
0: What is it? Was it a diverse community? Like it was very diverse and different ethnicities growing up in Oakland
1: yeah it was very diverse I just loved the culture you know and um, there was just you know a lot of Filipinos too that that just lived uh, where we were and I'm still actually friends um, with them till this day you know some became my best friends from when I was like younger seven years old up until now so you know there was there was a lot of good memories
0: Nice Um How does it Influence you Or how does Oakland or the Bay Area Influence you Or affect you In any way On how you see Community work Or working with the youth Is it An inspiration for you To come from the Bay
1: Um You know The The reason that I kind of actually Um Started commentary Was I just saw like The lack of resources Here Um in the community for children and out here i'm not sure out there they call it like a title one um system to where it was like a lot of these kids um and we have one of the most like horrible school districts out here yeah um so that kind of prompted me too because there was a lot of children that were living the you know below their means were they were in poverty and we just kind of lacked resources mm-hmm. you know and a lot of the kids that i actually deal with um are living in those settings in those type of homes whether their parents are incarcerated mm-hmm. or they've experienced things at a young age you mm-hmm. know and <clears throat> i actually started um my nonprofit as well because i too did a lot of community outreach out here and i was like yeah. man i need to start doing my own thing and i need to provide these type of resources that we were lacking you know so
0: yeah so so Gigi, so you graduate high school in the bay area like what was your plan that you were going to do next after high school or what did you have envisioned in your head like here's what i'm gonna do next
1: uh, you know, to be quite honest, um growing up, I actually wasn't the best. I was actually a rebel growing <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> right on, right on, right on.
1: And they were let's like, go, Oh my gosh, it's go. attached to you, like the Bay Area. But um Yeah. It it wasn't it wasn't so much because I wanted to. I think it was yeah. just more of my influence as I grew older, you yeah. know, and and um I've attached myself to those friendships um growing up and I kinda just lost my way. Yeah. You know, um my daughter, she's actually twenty two now. I had her at nineteen. Wow. You know, and I still wanted to be uh lack of better words, just still run the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, um giving my parents like a hard time Mm -hmm. and things like that Um, so I really didn't kind of know what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. Um, I still kind of wanted to just you know be that rebel for some reason I don't think it was until probably to be honest like my late 20s to where I was like man I need to do something with my life You know, my daughter's getting older and, and it was just like, I think my late 20s, my early 30s really is when I kind of transitioned um, to where I knew I wanted to be better. So I went to college. I got actually my master's in information systems. Nice. So I was in a tech world probably oh. for about seven years. Um, and I knew I wanted to do more. You know I wanted to do more I wanted to um, essentially uh, be an entrepreneur but I didn't know uh, what it kind of took to be an entrepreneur Um, and I just put a lot of years and dedication like to really get to the place where I am now to where um, I just pretty much you know when they say freedom right Mm-hmm. You get to wake up and do what you love to do, and it just doesn't feel like work. So I just pretty much all those years just worked, and really bought time my bought back like my freedom to do what I love to do, and um, you know find my passion and just servicing others and my community.
0: What what year did you leave um, the Bay to move to Vegas?
1: Um, 2005
0: Wow so I've been
1: here quite a while now yeah
0: Wow so you arrived in Vegas in 2005 what was your first impression because it's it's one thing <laughs> it's one thing to party in Vegas a couple times a year but you know because we only see it for the weekend and we, we all go we all go home you know yes. but, like, uh, but living there what was your first impression like that first couple weeks like what did you think? You know um, <laughs> yeah.
1: There's a kind of backstory To why I moved out here I right. was still with um, You know my daughter's dad Back then And his, his parents actually Moved out here first And his grandparents um, And you know just that Filipino culture They're just like you know Come out here you know something different And they actually bought us a house yeah. So that's why I came out here And, you know, my family was still in the Bay Area and I was kind of like, man, you know, I don't want to leave like that. That's all I knew. And I've never left. You know, I've never left California. I've never left the Bay Area. So transitioning, it was new to me. So to be quite honest, when I got here, I would always really drive back home.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would always drive back home like every other weekend you know and then my daughter would you know be with her father's family and I was like man I need to get it together I need my life to um, I need to figure the shit out right I need to get my life together like it was just in a disarray
0: right. Um,
1: so I was like you know came back to Vegas and that's really when I kind of just started pouring back into myself um, and the things that I wanted to do because having my daughter at a young age, I kind of didn't want her to see me that way, you know, because at, at that age, they're kind of like, you know, what's going on? I don't see mom rarely. And um, yeah, that, and it, it kind of grew on me like through the years, you know, I made <laughs> connections yeah. and things like that. And people think, oh, Vegas, hey, like, Party town lights, um up until yeah, up until this day. Like I I barely really go on the strip. There's really a life outside of the strip and I just love I really love Vegas now. Like
0: I love you it, know, it's man. my home. Yeah. I tell I'll tell you this, every time I go, I don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go I, I know Keep coming you. Keep pulling into our real. city For real Yo my best shout to my best friends Um, uh, My best friend Chris lives out there My close friend from Oxnard My Lee lives out there There's so many people from the Ox That has moved out to Vegas I love it uh-huh. <laughs> So um, uh, So Okay So why do you say that Vegas has The most One of the most horrible school systems Why do you say that?
1: <clears throat> you know Um That's what I used to think, too, you know, because working in the schools, I've been working um, with the Clark County School District here for like seven years now, going on eight. And I used to question that as to like, why does our why are we ranked like one of the, um, you know, not the greatest school system? Yeah. and working in the schools now I could see that it's a lack of attendance it's a lack of resources um, a lot of the kids they don't eat um, the public system here is horrible because we have a lack of staff we have a lack of teachers I think it was last week or maybe a couple of days ago um, Henderson uh, which is probably about 20 minutes away from like Vegas um, they had to shut down school because the lack of staffing the lack yeah. of teachers and things like that and just the educational system here and and especially after COVID you know yeah. um, just those kids transitioning from virtual um, a lot of kids have been staying home you know the school that I work in now um, that I mentor at they actually have an attendance problem and scarcity in food. So a lot of the kids, their parents um, don't even have the means to take them to school. So what happens is they just stay home, you know, and that lack of education and things like that is is um, it's just going down. You know, and I want to go in and provide these resources to them as far as um, filling up um, their food pantries. And that's what I do. I provide um, food pantries uh, for for students um, and things like that with, you know, other resources with other communities, um, community organizations that want to work with me. Right. and providing mentorships and going into these schools um, to where they could see a familiar face like oh man miss Gigi and her staff and yeah. her mentors are on campus um, and they actually care about us yeah, you know
0: you out there building yeah
1: know? exactly
0: so let me ask you this what year did you start commentary
1: I started commentary 2015
0: and what inspired you to do it and and explain the mission statement for the listeners out there
1: um what made me start um just like how i was telling you i did a lot of um, community outreach um here prior and i just seen like um it started like with the disfranchise segment of our community so like the homeless um community and I saw a lot of that in our downtown um area and I saw a lot of people and when we think of homelessness you know a lot of people think oh man they're on drugs they're on um you know they did it to themselves and things like that but when you actually get to know people um they actually really have these stories um And you start to express, like, empathy, right? So I was like, man, I need to kind of build something on my own to where I could gather community. Because sometimes I notice out here from my experience, uh, personal experience, that people just won't go on their own to volunteer for something, right? They go in groups, you know, if they get invited and things like that. And that's what I saw. And I was like, man, I need to create something to where I could run it on my own and do it differently. And um, I was really sitting in my office one day researching and it took me probably about a year or so to kind of get everything together because I didn't know where to start right you know so I kind of um you know started reading and and getting that information and that first year I was just alone doing it like running the city running downtown like going to different um organizations to see if um, they would partner with me in any way and some most actually turned me down because I, they weren't familiar with me they didn't want to engage with me and I was just grassroots. So I started building my name and started networking and sitting in rooms that um, most would feel like they didn't belong but I was like sitting at the at the different round tables and I started getting invited as certain things to speak. Um, I started getting um, sponsorships. That's awesome. Yeah, different restaurants and different businesses that heard about me and wanted to, like, throw these uh, fundraisers for me to kind of start to do um, the things I wanted to do. And that's where I developed uh, certain programs um, that are now successful to this day, you know, programs and workshops. So,
0: Wow. So I was reading your bio and you definitely got a lot of awards and recognition. Um, You were featured on Forbes.
1: Oh, yeah, it was, like, an entrepreneur spotlight that was years ago. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I really don't do it um, really for the recognition for sure. the rewards or, like, the media and things like that. And what's rewarding from that is, like, just to see others kind of um, – flourish with my guidance, you know, and getting people out of these certain situations to now where some of my clients um, have their own home, they're able to sustain um, their living situation, they're able to sustain employment and things like that. So that's more of the experience and the reward right there in itself to where I know like, okay, I could change um, someone's life. You know, oh. that, that's the reward um, right there for me.
0: So I know you mentioned, like, you help them find housing and employment. So what are some of the other services that you provide for the clients um, that are in Coventry?
1: Um, So there's different programs. So with the actual adults, I created uh, these programs through my Lunch and Learns. And what it is, is, Um, workshops for those coming out of homelessness and uh, the prison system. Mm. So I hold them at one of my facilities called Care Complex um, every third Saturday of every month. And it's like resume writing. It's like a dress for success meaning um, there's two closets there for men and women. And they're able to, if they have an interview, they're able to go, you know, get a nice um, tie, you know, get a nice dress or something like that slacks uh for them to go into their interview um we do financial literacy um integration back into the workforce so it kind of caters and tailors to how they can get back into just living somewhat a decent life Mm -hmm. um and then now uh, with the students, I provide mentorship. Mm. So it's an eight-week program through my mentorship program, empower and inspire to where um, we work with at-risk youth, uh, right? Uh, youth that um, have behavioral issues, or their parents, um, you know, are in jail or incarcerated. And things like that. And, you know, oftentimes we do deal with the ones that have a lack of confidence and things like that. So it's just a combination of girls, uh, young girls, and um, young boys from, you know, the age to 10, from 10 to 21. Um, because we do also deal with uh, the Nevada parole uh, system for juveniles that are coming out of um, juvie and things like that. So um, there's quite a few programs and mentorship programs that I've built through the years that give them those resources to where they're able to flourish, you know? And we keep, you know, up to date tabs on them to make sure like they're going on a straight path, you know? And as a mentor and, and things like that, it's kinda, you wanna hold them accountable, right? and things like that. So most of my clients, I would say 98% of them, you know, are on the right path now just due to, um, you know, our guidance and those that work alongside me, whether it be my mentors or uh, my board of directors. So we always ensure that, um, you know, we still instill that positivity and motivation uh, for them to have that driving force to be like okay this is where i see it's getting me i need to stay on this path you know because i could see where trouble gets me and things like that so and i often share my story too which kind of inspires them so you know they know like okay you're someone that's relatable to me, and where i want to go yeah
0: for sure are there any opportunities for them to be led to the right counseling or therapy services? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because we do work with counselors, um, guidance counselors,
0: so social
1: workers. Yeah, and um, I have a, um, you know, one of the best community um, um, what is that? Just a lot of community support, you know, so that's a good thing that's always a good thing to always have that community support as well
0: what are some of the most difficult things if you would if you could list down top three things that the youth struggles with when it comes to getting acclimated back into society just helping them navigate through their way if if the parents are incarcerated what are some of the things that they're dealing with that that for sure like you come across you know
1: Let's see, from experience, the top three, I would say, like, their mindset, Mm. um, the lack of resources and mentorship. Mm. And then when some get out, they don't have, they have a lack of support. Mm. So. You do know
0: if they got support. They don't even know who's mm. supporting me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because a lot of them, um, in the juvenile system especially, like, some will come out. And some won't (laughs) even, they have to go back to, like... um, you know the cps system the child protective um, system and and it's sad because some don't go home to parents you know they have to go into these transitional homes and it kind of sucks at that that young age and their mindset coming out of that is still kind of messed up so it's like they're still learning to recalibrate their mindset, like coming out, like, okay, what am I gonna do? Like, how am I gonna better my life? So that's where mentorship I feel is so important um at any age, even as an adult, because I still seek guidance and have a mentor. Yeah.
0: And whether we need yeah, Yeah and
1: whether it be like YouTube university Um, books audio it's like anybody could be your mentor and Mm -hmm. people don't kind of have that mindset to where they're like open to it yeah open to it because they're just like man I gotta listen to this or I gotta read this but I always say information is is top tier and Mm -hmm. that's when we think about it Marlon like when we go to school pay thousands of dollars what are we paying for we're paying for the information
0: Yeah,
1: and people don't have that mindset to think outside the box like man I'm paying thousands of dollars to make this much money Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm paying for the information you're actually paying for the information to excel right so
0: and you owe fucking college loans for that information. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're gonna exactly. be in debt for that get information. It, get it. <laughs> so <laughs> so check it out, right? Um so I know that you are also you you also stepped into this role as a life coach, helping women out there that are that are starting to uh, start their own independent business. Um, how did you transition from, from that to that? What, what inspired you?
1: You know, um, I've done a lot of um, podcasts and I've sat on a lot of panels. Um, I've sat a lot at a lot of, um, you know, had a lot of opportunities um, to be a guest as a... Um, you know, a speaker with these speaking engagements and mostly it's in a room full of um, like-minded, beautiful, you know, women that are just actually really driven um, in their purpose, you know, and um, in entrepreneurship. And I was like, you know, I think at times we don't um, get recognized as like um, things going easier for us, like in the, in corporate America, right? They always say, okay, feminism and things like that. And I think as women, when we get together, it's more like we have more in common than we think right and i see it being in, in those type of rooms like you can see sometimes the lack of confidence in women right mm. the lack of confidence um and things like that because now with social media being so um like now that's everybody's driving force right like okay um they they scroll and they see someone that's that's they think oh they're prettier than me like i I gotta step it up in in my makeup or something like that they gotta you know get the latest clothes the trends and things like that um and it's just like they lack that 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 confidence in themselves in being and stepping in you know their actual own reality of is that who they really are you know or is it kind of like a mask so I Mm -hmm. actually created Mm -hmm. these workshops um and it's actually uh this series is called um you matter and Mm -hmm. it's everything in relation to mental health and I think Mm -hmm. as a woman and in my experience I think that's what we struggle with is kind of like mental health when it comes to certain things especially when we're trying to build something on our own you know especially like in the Filipino culture right we're so used to the man being the provider right the woman staying at home taking care of the kids being a housewife and things like that and like now there's so many women that are stepping out of that in wanting to kind of succeed in being an entrepreneur in in building their dreams and things like that. And some don't even know where to start, you know? And I always say like, you gotta apply the knowledge, right? So when I start these workshops and the You Matter series, it taps into more of the mental to where the first one was actually your mindset matters yeah Um, and i'm going into the second series which starts in a couple weeks and it's called growth matters Mm -hmm. so it touches on different points to where first i think it all like i was telling you earlier it all stems back with a mindset if you don't have that kind of proper mindset um you kind of won't grow in the spaces that you want to because it all Mm -hmm. starts in that mindset you know Mm -hmm. so that's why i kind of started these workshops that tailored to women specifically and things like that. So, yeah.
0: What are some of the things that, what are some of the main challenges you think that women got to overcome? And the, some of the hurdles that they, they, they got to overcome to start a business. Um, what do you find common in, in, in the women that you work with? You
1: know, they're, they're scared of failure.
0: Mm, so are men. So is men. And we don't say that, but we are for sure.
1: They're scared of, Failure a lot of them yeah. I would yeah, say yeah. You know 90% of them is Like they think it's easy You know entrepreneurship it Is not for the weak <laughs> It's not for the weak And I say that because In order to kind of um, You know Because there's still a lot yeah. of entrepreneurs That are still Grinding a 9 to 5 right But in or you got a, An entrepreneur like the hours Don't stop hours don't stop especially if you're a creative right
0: um, let's not get started mm-hmm. yeah yeah, sure. and
1: it, it's, just, it's just non-stop it's non-stop so the one thing that they're scared of is failure and I feel like we gotta fail numerous mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. to kind of grow and pick mm-hmm. ourselves back up and that's the lesson in itself to be like man okay that didn't work let mm-hmm. me try this So I think mm-hmm. we, in order for us to be Successful we need to yep. fail Many times to kind of Even see some type of growth
0: mm-hmm. To see some
1: kind of progress
0: Yeah And just prepare to lose money Yes, In to- order for us to invest Guess what F- uh, Female and the fellas mm-hmm. Yo man we gotta invest some money And be prepared to lose that mm. You may lose that money Yeah we got to invest
1: have, in ourselves. We got to
0: invest have in ourselves. To. Let me ask you this. Um, what What do you think is challenging in the United States of America these days? Especially starting a business in a the, in the, in the world where technology is taking over. Everything wants it. Everybody wants it much faster. Everybody got so much options, so much access, so quick, so many things. What's the difficulties in the United States anyway? Starting a business.
1: You know, um, that's a good question because I think getting a business uh, to me personally is the easy part. Yeah. I think getting a business is the easy part. I think it's just maintaining it. I think it's just like some that I've worked with don't know where to start, you know once um, I've created their business, you know some don't even know what a business plan is some don't even know um, how to obtain um, funding or resources, you know, they treat it actually like a hobby Yeah, um, and things like that and I think like i said getting the business is the easy part i think Mm -hmm. some just don't kind of know how to navigate through that um and lack the information you know Mm -hmm. i just think they lack the information and some just don't want to invest in themselves because they're trying to hang on to that that last you know hundred dollar bill And thinking it's going to magically grow, but in order to grow, you got to, you got to, like you said, you got to, in business, it it takes money.
0: It takes some risk. It takes some risk. risk. Yes. Yes. And if
1: you, if you look up the, the, um, definition of an entrepreneur, you'll see that you'll see that you're going to have to take risks
0: and i hate to say this to all my my entrepreneurs listening especially those in the music business and all my creatives out there um the other thing that you're gonna spend on this and invest on this is something that you can't get back and that's called time
1: oh yes you just have
0: you just have to pay your dues i don't know what else to tell you like it's gonna you you gotta take some risk for sure, and let me ask you this: I know you said for us it's hard it's hard for us to turn it off. How important is the mental health aspect of this? Because do you think self care is so important in, in an entrepreneur's life? Because I think so. Like, what do you where do you where do you put self care and the importance of being an entrepreneur? Because I think you know, that's the most important.
1: I I'm glad that you even asked me that because. I have like a, and I wish you know it. It'll probably take hours uh, for me to kind of um,
0: give you that full
1: detail, but you know, in a snippet, really like your mental health really has to be that driving force. Say that because I battled with mental health Mm. for a long time. Um and that's why I'm so passionate really about servicing others um and it's just not and it's just not when I do these workshops for women it's just it's just men and women in general who mm-hmm. I speak to on a daily basis because on the outside looking in you're like okay this person got it all together and things like that without knowing like their personal struggles And I battled with my mental health For so long And um, I actually Wrote six books um, Wow That are tailoring To um, mental health um, And finding your greater self And tapping into your greater self And things like that Because Once upon a time I kind of lost myself Um You know, in in certain personal things that has happened to me and transpired. And I saw how deeply rooted and invested I was in that dark place. And Mm -hmm. it took me a long time to kind of see the light again and Mm -hmm. climb out of that because I lost myself to where um, I wasn't focused on the things I was passionate about. Yes. You know, I, I was losing kind of myself in these things that I allowed to define me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Wait, what? The fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like this is not me. This is mm-hmm. why am I allowing these these certain circumstances um, define who I am? Mm-hmm. Why slowly, but surely." And this day, I'm still working on my mental health because it's a constant battle. It's a, oh, constant, yeah, man. It's a constant. It's definitely a constant battle, um, mm-hmm. you know, because life, life happens, you know, life happens um, and things that you don't foresee um, happen. And it kind of mm-hmm. takes a toll on you mentally. But
0: oh, yeah,
1: yeah. So it, it's, it's definitely a mindset. It just and your mental health definitely, you know, plays a factor in everything. And it's just not in business or being an entrepreneur. It's just overall, you know, that's just life. You know, it's just how you kind of navigate and kind of embrace that journey because people are so talk about healing and things like that. They want to they want to be healed 100 percent and try to get to that destination. And I'm like, why are you so worried about getting to the destination? You got to embrace that that journey that process you know because healing is not an overnight thing it's 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 every day it's every oh day. it doesn't end it doesn't <laughs> end because
0: because some
1: shit marlin is gonna pop up it's, it's you know like
0: we yeah. will never be healed till we <laughs> till, till, we will not. Ne- we will never be healed till we till we reach the casket and i think yeah So here's what I was thinking about when when you were talking, like, for all my entrepreneurs out there listening, and even if you're not an entrepreneur, if you're just an adult trying to get through this life, you know, like, you know, self-love is easier said than done. It even sounds super vague and broad when someone says self-love. But for all my peoples out there listening, man, like, anything and everyone harmful Gotta go. That's one thing for sure. You know, like everything and everyone that harms you, they gotta go. And if they constantly put you down, treat you like shit, talk down to you, be, you know, throw shade and just put you down, like those people gotta go. And it's all about quality over quantity. I used to think the more people we have around us, the better life is. But guess what? You're reaching your early, late 30s, early 40s people are gonna weed themselves out and you you gotta love yourself enough where you do feel like having access to you it's a privilege man not everybody can get can get fucking access to you yeah that's true you're gonna Mm -hmm. drown you're gonna drown no i love that Mm. how
1: you say that because i always say that too i think it's just the quality over quantity right and then when we speak of self-love everything like self love self care what does it start with it's itself mm-hmm. right it's it's that regard for one's own happiness or advantage right and it's like along the way when you're in this healing process as they say with right. this journey it's like you'll kind of realize you'll lose friendships you'll lose relationships oh yeah and things <laughs> like that you know and some people they they pour from a from an empty cup because they're so used to giving, giving their time, giving their love, giving their heart, giving their energy. And what are you left with? You're left with with nothing. You know, mm-hmm. so self love, self care is more than I tell people the bubble baths, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta learn how to 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 love mm-hmm. yourself from a different place. Outside mm-hmm. of the bubble baths, outside of the pedicures, outside of you know getting your hair did it it, it that those to me are temporary fixes.
0: Mm-hmm. It's temporary, mm-hmm. yeah. You know?
1: So it's like when you think about it, it's like what what does self love truly mean, and how can we find ways to cultivate it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and that's just really being self aware. You Mm -hmm. gotta, you gotta even recognize your own shit. You gotta be self accountable. Because maybe sometimes in situations, maybe you're the problem. And a lot of people, especially myself as well, finding myself in certain situations, I never wanted, I never wanted to take accountability, even if I was at fault. Because what do I do? I'm like, okay, I wanna blame it. Gigi, can
0: you hear me? Mm -hmm, no mm -hmm.
1: and things like that but once you kind of recognize your own shit and that you're the problem then you could kind of tap into ways that you could find yourself like releasing like okay Mm. i need to pour back into myself i need to self-reflect right yes And things like that And I think once you kind of um, Take heed into What it truly means To love yourself I think like That's it Like no one can really Fuck with you No one can really Touch you Because Mm you You love yourself so much and now you could you could kind of give yourself in in those ways to other people and that's why Mm -hmm. i'm so passionate about that because i've been there i've done that i'm going through it and i could relate to others and that's why i can help others um in those ways through my workshops so and it's also teaching me too you know and i also for sure learn through them I also heal through them and things like that and you know having those accountability partners is is um, what kind of does it for me as well you know because it's like a therapy or I would say a therapeutic session as well when I'm going through, through these uh, workshops or talking to um, you know potential clients um, through even these discovery calls to kind of find out you know um the history behind certain things they struggle with so yeah i just love it i could talk for hours because this is something i'm (sighs) so passionate about
0: you know no doubt like as we get older you know like i'm finding out that to me the the definition of success is also changing because for me i think true success is a peace and health
1: oh yeah, if
0: if you have peace and health i think that that can't be bought you know Mm -hmm. like peace and health is so precious because the world's crazy with everything that the world's been going through for for these these past three four years it seems like like death and, and life is so short so fragile you know that I would encourage my entrepreneurs to really love yourself and be at peace and be healthy first before you go for your dreams. You're going to need to be you're going to need to be at peace. You're going to need to be to have some kind of health and to to pursue your dreams. You feel me though? Gigi like. Yes,
1: exactly. Because you know when we think of success, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I have to have this amount of money. I got to dress this certain way and things like that. And when we think of the most richest people in the world, they're They're just living normal lives Dressing normal and things like that And a lot now has to do with social media And like I was saying earlier It's like we want to keep up with the Joneses, right? But everybody has their own definition Of what true success means to them And for me, I, I just feel like True success for me Is just like staying true to a deeper sense of purpose You know, if I'm living my reality to the fullest um, and purposefully, Mm -hmm. life is just about living it with purpose,
0: you know, finding joy
1: even in the suffering, you
0: know,
1: and just
0: yeah,
1: exactly, (laughs) you know, exactly. And that's life where we're, we're going to go through the, we're going to have roadblocks. We're going to have turbulence. You know, that's why I say enjoy the ride. You know, stop, stop trying to get to that destination so quickly. When we experience those roadblocks and turbulence in life, it's just like enjoy like just that journey, you know, and it just having that courage to kind of pursue one's journey when you're kind of confronted by that fear of uncertainty you know it's life is really uncertain you know know. we don't even know what's gonna happen a second from now five minutes from now and things like that and and we just take life really for granted you know we we do we We take life for granted, and we don't appreciate the beauty that life has to offer us, you know? So that's where I'm trying to get, you know? That's success for
0: me. For sure. And I think what you're doing with the youth is so needed. We need so much guidance and leadership in this world right now. Um, And I was thinking about what you said, that we all need mentors, and we do. Because, you know, to be honest, I had to turn to my mentor today, you know? Uh Just... Sometimes we need that reassurance from our mentors sometimes but sometimes we also need our mentors to tell us the truth you know oh yes um, <laughs> um. today he reminded today he reminded me hey guess what bro you can't please everybody just remember that like someone's gonna be upset for sure you're gonna go for your dreams you know you're trying to do some things in your life you're not gonna please everybody and I just needed to uh, I needed to hear that I needed to hear that you know like gosh he's so right you know mm-hmm. um, and I think one of the things I learned about life too is if you love yourself enough everybody gotta go it don't matter if it's family or friends oh yeah that, that is so true <laughs> if, and, if and, you love yourself mm-hmm. and they're harmful they gotta go it doesn't matter if it's family or friends mm-hmm. it don't matter Like I say love from a distance go. love from a distance yeah yeah, mm-hmm. you can love them from a distance, but you gotta love yourself enough to know what's harmful for you, man, and what brings you down. You gotta get away from that, you know. Exactly. I know it's e- it's easier said than done, and I've been there, done that. And guess what, Gigi? I'm still I'm still editing my life. Mm-hmm. And and, and that still, and that's
1: what that's what life is about,
0: you know. I'm still editing mm-hmm. it, Some, you know, because at this point, it's about who gets to stay. Exactly. You know? Um, who gets to go with us or? Or who gets to grow with you? Because we're, we're changing every, we're, we're people, man. We get older, we change, you know, mm-hmm. like. And um. people,
1: people can't, you know, people, when people are stuck in their ways and that mentality, like we talked about mindset, it's like when they see you grow, they're so used to a version of you that once you're growing outside of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. it's kind of like no, you got to stay here with me, where I'm at, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like, those type of people I feel are like, like energy vampires, you know, when people be like, oh, Gigi, I miss your energy, and things like that, and I'm like, that right there, at times is a red flag for me, because they're gonna project, (laughs) I'm serious, they're gonna project, you know, and I I don't mind listening, but I think there's a, there's a time and place kind of for that, you know oh. and it's kind of like do i express empathy here or is it is it draining you know mm-hmm. or is it not conducive to my growth
0: that's crazy mm-hmm. so be before i let you go Gigi. if there's any women out there or male that's that's, um, having a hard time getting over that hump of of scared of failure uh, to go for their business, start that business start that dream, what would be your tips for them or advice for anybody listening right now, trying to get something off the ground, you know
1: you know, the one thing I say is just just keep going, you know I just say keep going because if you're going to ponder on the things that you want to do six months from now, one one year from now, you're still gonna be thinking of the same shit. You don't know. You could (laughs) have prospered right then and there. You know, all you gotta do is start, you gotta believe
0: yourself. Yes, yes. You know, you just
1: you just gotta you just gotta you just gotta go with it. You know? And and just have that clarity of purpose, that growth mindset, that courage. You know and i think without that purpose it's kind of hard to have that clear direction and we always want to see we always think it's when we start a business we're automatically going to be successful mm. you know it's like they want to have that instant gratification that microwave success and it doesn't it doesn't mean that mm. most people don't show you their failures you know yeah. on social media they don't they they don't show you their failures, they just show you where they're at now. And I think that's nice. that's the, the yeah. lack of things that people show is like their failures, you know. Yeah, yeah it might have yeah, taken sure. it might have taken a million yo yo's, a million no's to get that one yes for them to oh yeah, to get moving and, and things like that. But <laughs> I think it's important to know what you want and what you're striving for. And it ha- and it's just like purpose. Like I said, life is just about living it purposefully, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I promise you'll you'll having that growth mindset and like I said, that clarity of purpose and that courage. I think they'll excel in anything, mm-hmm. and it starts with
0: a mindset. Amen. If you love it, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. If it Makes you happy keep doing it. As long as you're not harming anybody, keep doing it. If people see that you love what you do, and and your your energy is vibrant and radiant. you will attract money. Oh, exactly. That will come.
1: Uh-huh. A lot of that attraction. will
0: come, you know. Mm-hmm. It starts with you. You really gotta love what you do. And I encourage everybody, man, just find what you're passionate about and mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, do the it, people do it. the
1: people will come. And I, I, and I always tell I always tell people too, while we're wrapping this up, is like most people think like, okay, I'm gonna start a business. Like my family, like, um, My my friends, my my pets even are gonna support me. They're gonna no get that out your head because (laughs) you'll see that most family won't support you. They probably won't Uh, even understand what you're what you're trying to do. It's a foreign language to them. Your friends, some will be haters, and you know some will maybe do business with you. And yeah. yeah, it's a part of life. And you just got to deal with these d- different personalities. <laughs> yeah. You have to deal for with it. different personalities. If you're not a people person and you can't, and you can't, like, if you get mad at everything, it's not going to work for you. You got to learn how to deal with different personalities, different people's uh, emotional intelligence. You know, so if i that's one thing i could leave people with is just just keep going keep growing growth grow through what you go through and i promise you like you'll you'll just you'll really exceed in life
0: so yo Gigi, it's been a pleasure for all my folks out there tuning in i'm gonna on the on the page description i'm gonna add the website for commentary and the uh, where you can follow Gigi so you guys can be in tune and stay connected with uh, her workshops coming up. So, Gigi, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing this, for real.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Lots of respect, Marlene. I appreciate you for having me on.
0: Cool. I'm going to text you back right now. All right. Thank you <laughs> all so right. much. Sounds good. All right. Peace. 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 MD Podcast. We did it. One love.